Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's BudPod97. Is 97 anything? 97 going to heaven. 97 um, going to heaven. Are you going to heaven, yeah. Phil? Uh, I guess it depends which religion uh, and which branch of each religion. Because like some Christians, unless if you don't pr- pray every day since you were born and, you know, and never ever touch your penis once, unless you do all that, you're not going to heaven. There's like eye of a needle heaven and then there's sort of easier to access heaven and it depends which sort of camp of christian you're in right yeah are you are you um there's there's the everyone hippie heaven there's first class only heaven and then there's a sort of um economy plus that's right that's the way i like to think of it there's like heaven free and then heaven premium and if (laughs) if you don't murder anyone you get into heaven free but it's got loads of ads (laughs) (laughs) If you're really good, if you like helped uh, the destitute and never broke a single heart and gave all your money to charity, then you get into heaven premium, uh, yeah. which which has no ads and um, you get unlimited uh, ambrosia. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. Yeah. Whereas if you're in heaven free, you, you hit an ambrosia limit every day of um one jug you can only have one jug a day and then they say <laughs> you've reached your ambrosia limit <laughs> heaven premium has a lot of exclusive q and a's <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah i wonder who gives the um who gives the key keynote speeches at um the heaven expos well, I mean, it's 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 finally your chance to 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 really pin down, you know, the the great prophet Ezekiel, for example, on 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 various things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Gabriel, how 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 to convince a lady she's pregnant, how to convince a virgin she's pregnant, and other. <laughs> <laughs> it's an and it's an NLP course basically from the angel Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he used to be a street performer. <laughs> Yeah, slash pickup artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he always wore that robe and he had long golden hair. It's just to get yeah, attention. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, a, a halo and wings is the ultimate peacocking, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. You should have seen him in... Uh, in my head, every pickup artist lives in Miami. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's it's not LA. It's always somewhere like Miami, where it's like there's palm trees and kind of money and strip clubs and organized crime. But it's always kind of it always feels a bit sort of like um, GTA. That's right. That's right. It's like a seedier. It's like got the. It's like glamorous but seedy, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. yeah, and a bit dumb. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. definitely the vibe I get. Have you read the game? 
it it went round my school on a PDF and was the object of much <laughs> discussion. <laughs> great, 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 great. I've Someone read I've read illegal. a physical copy. You've read a physical copy of it in like in like two days or something. I was staying at someone's house in Manchester and I was on, only there for a weekend, so I just like tore through this book. Um, it's it's quite a good read. I seem to remember it was it was very much in the line of kind of popular science books you might find in an airport. Mm-hmm. But one that was particularly embarrassing to be seen buying. Well, yeah, because instead of just there being a whole chapter on how um, uh, changing the way that you talk in your presentation stops investors undervaluing your company, instead of that, <laughs> it was like how to get from, from how to get from hand stuff to mouth stuff, <laughs> and what your shoes might have to do with it. So it's something really cre- creepy like that. Uh, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, it's a good read. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's Phil's good read of the week, everyone. It's good read, yeah. Um, uh, I've been listening, Pierre. Have you been listening to much music in lockdown? Much music? Yeah. Sure, I've I've uh, I've taken in some tunes. Sure. <laughs> sure, I've uh, I've dabbled. Um, <laughs> I've. Uh, I was reminded yesterday of the of Leonard Cohen's final album, uh, "You Want a Darker," and I've I've been listening to that nonstop for the last couple of days, and it's such a good album, and it's so sad and so sort of reflective and conclusive. It's, it's the album he made before he died. So if he and he and David Bowie both in 2016 made their final albums during which they both knew they were dying. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a really amazing to listen to an album from someone who knows he's about to die and is making an album anyway and singing about it. Although then I started thinking, well, with Leonard Cohen, his songs, his entire career, his songs have sounded like eulogies. He's, every song he's ever written, it sounded like he thinks he's going to die. <laughs> when, he, when he was like 29 he was going oh god please spare me when I see you tomorrow but and I guess it's kind of a stop clock thing whereas now when he finally did die you go how did he know like, wow. every <laughs> yeah every album has been <laughs> I bet after every album when he didn't die then the corner's like ah rats I gotta record another one <laughs> Do you think the equivalent would be like, uh, wow, this is the album that Marilyn Manson made right before he went to hell. <laughs> and it's all about the like, demons and being evil and stuff and sad. Yeah. How did he know he was going to, he was going to become the new prince of, of hell? This is the song they recorded right before they went out and had a good night. <laughs> Somehow they knew. They said they they if you listen carefully you can hear them say that they have how, a feeling. How did the how did the black eyed peas know? What can they, what can they see through those black eyes? <laughs> can the black eyes look through time? Is what the is that what the black eyes refer to? <laughs> Does the black eye of the black eyed peas pierce the veil itself? 
Yeah, like if you you if you pick up the black eye from the black eye peas, it fits perfectly onto the eye on top of the pyramid on the one dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> if you zoom in really close to the that eye on the one dollar bill, it's Will I Am in the middle of the eye. Got, yeah, wearing those like um, wearing those like slatted blind sunglasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah, like the end of The Shining. <laughs> Why, Mister I Am? You've always been here. Tonight is always going to be a good time. Yeah, the I and Will I Am stands for Illuminati, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for Illuminati America, man. Uh, will I am, he am, he is in the Illuminati and the I follows the will. So the Illuminati follows his will. He... <laughs> Will I am is the head of the Illuminati. Yeah. Oh my god. He actually recorded the the, the song Tonight's Gonna Be a Good Night, I have a feeling, and all that. It was recorded right before um one of their rituals in that weird grove. <laughs> yeah. He was just really looking forward big, to meeting Bill Clinton again. With a big goat head. <laughs> yes. Speaking of um uh, a weird goat head, did you enjoy the uh Capital attack, the attack on the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. The siege. Uh, oh. Siege, yes. It, it it did get very sort of Lord of the Ringsy when there were people like climbing a wall that they didn't need to climb. Yeah. Yeah, I wish there were the, the Capitol Police had like big cauldrons of boiling oil to... <laughs> and all these conspiracy theorists. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> And they have to get a really big one who's got bombs strapped over him. And they lead him by a chain. He's got a huge neck beard. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's just a, a huge cave troll with a QAnon t-shirt. <laughs> they delved too deep into the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was amazing. It was amazing watching... It was amazing watching an army made up of everyone's most mentally ill relative. <laughs> Everyone yeah. there represents on their own a lot of really sad like Christmas dinners where someone has to be like, listen, man, none of we're worried that you've gone down a rabbit hole and this, this these forums and this theory has stolen your personality. And the, that's true of everyone there, which is mad. You have to stop wearing cargo shorts to family dinners. <laughs> I le- with with white socks and then like running trainers even though we know you don't go running or like hiking boots and you don't hike yeah you have to stop trying to talk to grandma about chemtrails <laughs> she's old and confused and afraid enough as it is without you rambling on about chemtrails it was truly amazing to see in the news Something I'd only ever seen before in Red Alert. Yeah, it was it was something I'd straight away was like, oh right, you can garrison up these these windows. Like I was expecting suddenly for uh, barbed wire to pop up around the Capitol building and sandbags in the windows. Yes, yes, and and, and it's the and the the whole thing changes color to reflect the army that's in, that's in the building. Yeah, that's right, and also um. 
there's a Tom Clancy video game that is essentially exactly this. Storming the Capitol. Where some terrorists storm the Capitol and they're dressed exactly like the guys who did it and you are part of like a SWAT team that has to go in and like rescue <laughs> a bunch of people or something. How did he know? How did, How he, did know? he know? Um, it was It was amazing and it was like... It was amazing that bit of the footage where the police just like, just let just let them in. Well, some of them, you know, in some of the clips, the police are like, "Hey, stay back, stay back!" Whoa! And they literally get like in a cartoon, stampeded over. And then there are other clips where the police are like, "I'm not even gonna bother," and they just move the gates aside for. For but that's, but that's what amazes me is that Virgin like, Glastonbury to swoop in and do what they like. But that's what amazes me is that, like, in all the footage from over the summer with the Black Lives Matter protesters, it was like the guns were already out, you know? Mm hmm. They weren't just holding up their hand like the policeman from Top Cat going, oh, there, boys. Like <laughs> a kindly constable trying to stop kids throwing dice against an alley wall, like Officer McGillicutty or something. <laughs> they had, like, an, a military issue semi automatic rifle, <laughs> and there were like a hundred of them. And they're like, if you come within 200 meters of us, we will snipe you from a helicopter. Um, <laughs> whereas this was like, <laughs> this was like a small town cop trying to reason with a kind of pagan bold man and his with gang an of wasteland raiders. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, it was very Fallout 3. Yeah, it was very Fallout 3. And it was it's very funny that like, the craziest and most reckless and most uh, insanely dressed type of rioter, their natural political defender is a guy who looks like one of the congressmen or presidential candidates from Futurama. Just this like generic, oh, hello, with like neat hair, super religious, super conservative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, 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 that guy about- standing up in front of the crazy, insane bull man and going, well, seems like a fine gentleman. Are, are you speaking about a person in particular, this politician, or sort of an... A, an amalgamation of Ted Cruz and that sort. Well, Ted, Ted well, I mean, they've all been defending them till they got to the Capitol anyway, every single one of them. But also it's like, it's Ted Cruz, but also that guy Hawley. Was it Hawley? Mm, is this the guy with the sharp haircut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all have the haircut. They all go to the same like Washington barber and get these kind of like terrifying dome haircuts. Yeah. Josh Hawley. <laughs> yeah. Hawley. Josh Horridly. I think I know what you're talking about. But my point oh, more horribly. is that these guys are like Ned Flanders if Ned Flanders was like aggressive. And the people they're defending are, are not exactly like, you know, good Christian family values, reasonable, conservative, uh, small town men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's such a bad matchup in every sense, except for, for the fact that they're slavishly devoted to an, in, an insane, an insane uh, conspiracy theory that happens to be devoted to an insane man. But I guess it's just a continuation of not biting the hand that feeds you, right? I think early on, like when President Trump became the Republican nominee, um, a large section of the Republican Party went, well, well, not when he became nominee, I guess when he won. They were like, well, I guess I'll just sit on the back of this Kraken because hopefully the Kraken will take me to the place I want to go. It'll crush a lot of buildings on the way, but... As long as I get to my destination, I'll ride this Kraken. Yeah. And now they're on one of the flailing tentacles. And, well, I'm still on the Kraken. 
<laughs> starting to get a little hairy, but I really need to get to <laughs> really need to get to where I'm going. And the Kraken is still the fastest thing out there. <laughs> it's. Uh, I would love to find an interview with the person who started the QAnon conspiracy theory on 4chan or wherever it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because people post conspiracy theories on the internet for fun all the time, like ones that they've made up. Mm-hmm. And I would love to know. Like Bud Potter scripted? Yeah, exactly. Like Bud Potter scripted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would love to know if the person who posted the QAnon conspiracy theory was doing that, having a bit of fun, or is genuinely just, you know, an undiagnosed schizophrenic. That's true. That's true. And what 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 made it take off? I, I, I don't know all that much about it, but I found out that it's sort of like... It's sort of like a, an RPG, a, a real-life RPG. And all the adherents wait for a message from Q or try to decode something Donald Trump has said. So, like, when Donald Trump went, started going on about that um, cognitive aptitude test he'd taken, the, with the memory tests, you know, woman, yeah. TV, camera, uh, when he's quite obviously just uh, being nuts because he is Donald Trump, the QAnon followers are like, woman, TV, camera, what does that mean? It wasn't woman, TV, camera. And they start looking for, they think Donald Trump is, said Donald, uh, woman, TV, camera as code for QAnon followers to solve to find yeah, their were, next quest they were looking for code in kofefe right were they <laughs> yeah they they were they were using hebrew ancient hebrew numerology <laughs> they're very into numerology they're very into like numbers meaning letters and stuff it's just, it's the same way that like extremely uh fanatical right-wing evangelical christians have been doing for ages where they try to add up the numbers in barack obama's name to equal the antichrist you know and in order to make it work they always include like a weird number of letters from his middle name mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's always yeah. like okay so it's okay barack obama doesn't add up to the antichrist and neither does barack hussein obama but like if we if we get the first hus and then and they're just completely you know it's like all conspiracies you just bend the evidence to mean whatever you want and froth at the mouth i suppose <laughs> and fr- froth at the mouth, I suppose. That's <laughs> what's afterwards. You can, uh, I don't know, froth at the mouth. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Meanwhile, our uh, big scandal today, Phil, is the free school meals thing yet again. Oh, I'm not up to date with this. 
is is the is the has the government learned from its past mistakes? Uh, I I don't want to you know surprise you too much, Phil, but uh, not really, no. <laughs> right, and the, basically, right. you know, you remember basically Marcus Rashford campaigned to get everyone the free school meals over the holidays, etc. Hmm. Well, um, some councils are using like an outsourced you know company that the government has given the contract to to deliver the parcels instead of using a voucher system or something uh-huh and there's photos of what you get from this company for like five days ten days worth of food and it's like and i'm not even kidding <laughs> they haven't even just given you like a loaf of bread they've like repackaged a loaf of bread into like half of one and cling filmed it up again <laughs> so they've bought like a loaf of bread and taken a half the slices and wrapped that up yeah, and so it's like, like God forbid, you should just get a loaf of bread as it was packaged by the supermarket. Mm, 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 and there'll be like two slices of ham repackaged and cling filmed. Yeah, that's a real example. Like two individual slices of ham. Well, basically, the the one of the boxes they the they've added up how much it would cost if you just got it all from like ASDA, and it's five pound twenty two, and the boxes are supposed to be worth thirty quid, and that's how much the Companies charging the government. Oh, Jesus Christ. So you're getting £5.22's worth of bad food that's been repackaged by God knows who with cling film for the cost of 30 quid, and it's supposed to last you for five days. Maybe they've taken on the, the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with a single loaf of bread a little too <laughs> literally. They, they, that's included as their like, expert citation in their plan. <laughs> It's the biggest selling book of all time. What do you mean? Ah, uh, man. What was what, was there a, a non-private alternative to this? Uh, yeah, you could just give them the like the devolved administrations. As far as I know, are just giving people thirty quid a week, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. so that they can you know buy it themselves. And they they figured out that like with shipping costs and all this other stuff, like it's even more than thirty quid that this private company is charging. But you would get like 10 times the amount of food if you just gave people 30 quid and let them order it online from literally any supermarket because all of the logistics are already there because that's what everyone's doing. What is it with this government's like judgment in private contractors? It's like they've never hired anyone for anything in their lives. <laughs> it's like um, it's like if you if you got just like a a kind of mad prince and just went, you need to find a gardener. <laughs> and he's just wandering around his kind of estate or, or like a gentleman's club in, in, in like kind of Victorian London, just going, are you a gardener? Just asking anyone. It's like, it's like a series of The Apprentice where Alan Sugar's every week picked the shittest one. <laughs> go, you, you did a shit in the middle of flower market. I like it. Will you be my apprentice? <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. You're in. <laughs> it's it's really amazing, incredible. isn't it? That Especially you, you for can... like, I mean, it's really, if you're the government of, if you're the party of business, fair enough. But like, at least be good at picking businesses. If you, you, the, these are the, you know, you're the, the, the poster, the other poster party for free market economics, you should show that it works. You should show that competition forces also, the cream to rise to the top and for the best services to be available. 
Well, I mean, you're also the government, um, the party that's supposed to be against overpaying for stuff through central government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so even if you don't think that poor people should have food, you should be annoyed that something that costs five quid costs 30 quid because someone just let some dickhead take over it as a project instead of just handing out vouchers. Mm-hmm. 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 This is the effect, though, of the econo- the precedent of economic uh, sensibility that we are left in after Brexit. Because that was such an economic shitting your own pants. Everything after it is going to seem like quite sound judgment, even if it is paying £30 for a £5 meal box. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the the bar has been substantially lowered. Yeah, I mean, once once you've filled your own pants with shit to that degree, it would look quite clever if the next thing you did um, was to to go for a piss only through your own underpants. <laughs> so you're still sitting on the loo and peeing, and it is going in the toilet, but it's just through your own pants, and people go, yeah. "Well, that's actually." Like an 80% only, improvement. That's right. There's only a single patch of uh, urine wet pants there, which is a marked improvement from uh, a whole pair of pants entirely filled with shit. Yeah, and you want, and people are like, look, the majority of the pant material remains uncovered in uh, urine. Uh, <laughs> the trousers have no urine. That's 0%. That's unprecedented. Mm. Uh, there is no urine in the socks or shoes. Mm-hmm. Pretty good going. So... You know, Real wily stuff from Johnson and Co. <laughs> it's uh, I I really feel that you are, you and I Phil know a few people who are working class or blue collar you know Tories. They're not social conservatives, but they're economic conservatives. Mm-hmm. And I really <laughs> I really sympathise. Uh, I have a lot of sympathy for them when when something like this happens because they're trying to make this whole idea look good and it, it cannot be easy when they're forced to defend what can only be described as like Dickensian levels of contempt and incompetence. Like it must be difficult if you're just like, you know, uh, I grew up on a council estate and I just believe in personal responsibility and 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 you know, low fiscal overheads, low tax, low regulation. And then something like this happens and you're forced to kind of be like, well, uh, you know, the carrots were pretty fresh. Like there's just nothing. It's just it's such a, that's a weird thing yeah. about the conservatives in the UK is that they aren't like the ones in other countries. They're still kind of wearing top hats all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, it's very much um, that, this government is very much the embodiment. Well, this Boris Johnson is very much the embodiment. Well, no, the whole government is very much the embodiment of that Arrested Development joke, where um, she goes, "I mean, how much can a banana cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> that's literally what. That's what this whole thing is. Yeah. How much can a loaf of bread cost? Thirty pounds? Yeah. Well, 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 it's a carrot. It's what six, seven quid, maybe. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> it- it it, yeah. it really is just absolutely unbelievable. And I mean, that's why I feel for them, because at least if let, let's say you're like an American center right guy and you want low deregulation, you want low regulation, low tax, whatever, whatever. At least there's loads of other guys with like pickup trucks and fucking dungarees who 
think the same thing you do and all the right-wing politicians kind of line you up and say, these are the salt of the earth, good, honest, working American folk. And there's a kind of synergy there between you two. Whereas in the UK, it does just come across as like a bunch of top-hatted guys doing whatever they want. And then you're like, uh, okay, I, I know they've just spat in my face or the face of people that like me, but I do like a version of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess because, yeah, the class divide in America is just between rich and poor. And at least there, in order to get rich, you, you probably have some business acumen or some just, like, thin understanding of how money works. Whereas in the UK, you can be in the upper class with none of the relevant experience, but end up in top positions. Yeah, I think the closest thing the US has had to that has been the Trump administration. Exactly. It's like, there's families who've been rich on the East Coast for so long that they may as well be British aristocrats. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're not as inbred, but they look more inbred. But yeah, the equivalent of the, the Etonian effect here in the US would be like if... If I was a railroad guy, if I can, if the Rockefellers were in government now, like the Rockefeller family was still going, <laughs> even though it, it was so many generations separated from JD, who knew what he was doing, who was competent and smart and hardworking, and I'm sure, I'm sure, ethically compromised in some ways, but at least had business acumen. But that, yeah. but that's been distilled by so many generations now that his, his, his descendants must be alive. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're still Rockefellers. Yeah, I wonder what they're doing. They're just busy being really rich, I suppose. Imagine being a Rockefeller. How great. Rockefeller family. That's one of the classic things about um, the anti-Semitic obsession with, say, the Rothschilds, is that there are loads of other families that are as old and or older and as rich or much richer, but none of them are Jews. Mm-hmm. So they don't, right, yes. there's never any conspiracy theories about what the Rockefellers are up to. Yes, yes, yes. So it's not like a coincidence that the one family that they pick that's old and rich with a famous surname that they want to be evil is the only Jewish one. <laughs> mm. When there's like 47 different like Vanderbilts or whatever that they could choose, but they just don't. Mm. Or indeed any aristocrat. That's it. That's it. So I guess what I'm saying, Pierre, is by all means have extreme inequality but uh, make sure the people at the top have done an got an mbe or something mba sorry i always mix up those two <laughs> which yeah which which business is better this one that costs what it should or this insane one that your friend runs man oh man that, that is the old boys club we were promised pierre when we That's were at true. university in cambridge we were promised we would enjoy that kind of nepotism. Have we seen it? No. Where's Where's my private meeting to to you know gently fraught with I don't know Stephen Fry? I've offered the government so many PPE contracts and I haven't got as much as a reply. I mean, I know as I've sent it from about- my CamTab address as well. <laughs> I know as much about um, logistics as many serving government ministers, and I have not been given a single enormous ferry contract. <laughs> and you have to ask, what is the point of getting an education if this is the way that you're going to be treated? It's true. 
<laughs> it's true. It's downright unjust. It is. It is unjust, yeah. I think it's because we're too... Do you think it's because we, we we went to the old boys club, but we're still like colonial? Do you think that we're still... We're left off the email list for that reason? Mm, perhaps. Do you think they sort of go, oh, well, they're good, but, you know, they're not quite as good as someone whose name is like, uh, you know, Buffy Bunter, who I went to school with. <laughs> Buffy, Buffy the Contract Slayer. Oh, yeah, good guy. <laughs> yeah because it's because essentially like we, we we went to the right place for education but we're not um a josh berry character yes 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 um great great name drop for josh berry there yes good reference point for josh berry because that. to be honest he's probably the best purveyor of that kind of character at the moment on twitter josh berry yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a he does a good uh, posho. He does a very good posho. Whereas I suppose um, the other end of the spectrum for a lot of other kind of ghouls and things, um, none of whom I don't think are posh. It would be Alistair Green. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alistair's um, grotesque characters are plucked fresh just from everyday life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, essentially. It does feel, it does feel like we live in a kind of dystopia, doesn't it? Where like the news is like the food boxes are only half full, and the virus mutates from Africa, and so it's all just very, um, <laughs> yeah, very graphic novel. You know what I mean? It's a very, very shit um, Mad Max, certainly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not in favor of it. Um, I, 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 I guess growing up, I just hadn't realized. Well, before the last few years, I hadn't realized how much of a luxury it was just to assume your government wasn't going to let you die unnecessarily. Yeah. Or just to assume that your government got this, you know. And now you can't even assume that. Now you're like, you can't even assume they're going to try their best or <laughs> or anything approaching um, what has been advised by the experts. And oof. I, I saw um, that Joe Biden uh, chose to be head of the CIA, just a very, uh, you know, competent, uh, highly achieving uh, guy. You what? So the president appoints the head of the CIA, right? Yeah. Joe Biden's pick is just a really competent guy with lots of relevant experience and skills. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. That is great. I thought you said Joe P Biden picked himself as no, no, head no, no, of the no. CIA. He doesn't Can need to do pick that? himself. He's already tells him what to do. <laughs> Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My point more is that it was genuinely unsettling to read a news article about a political appointment that wasn't mental. <laughs> yes, from a man who, let's face it, has more excuse than most to fail mentally. <laughs> yeah, he's incredibly old. He's incredibly old. And, uh, he, you know, he's making judgments of a person three quarters his age you know he's doing very well yeah. do you think that if he has a second term he'll be like the emperor in warhammer just a big skeleton in a chair <laughs> <laughs> yeah he'll he'll be the 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 the, the cursed king of rohan just like yeah. slumped on a chair just really tired and green all the time can't even recognize his own daughter. 
Yeah. Why do you why do you pour these thoughts into an already troubled mind? <laughs> It'll be Nancy Pelosi saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're pulling up. Uh, they're trying to get uh, pun- uh, punched. They're trying to get Trump impeached again. But Donald on, uh, Punch. Donald Punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's his like thinly veiled parody comic book uh, villain. <laughs> Donald Punch. <laughs> Donald Punch. Um, they're trying to impeach him again. Yeah. But with using the Twenty Fifth Amendment, which I'm not completely okay with, but from my working knowledge is that it basically is to be used if. If Congress that if Congress finds itself in a position where it can prove that the president is insane, I thought I thought they were asking Mike Pence to use the Twenty Fifth Amendment, and if he didn't, they were going to impeach him on charges of insurrection. Right. So the Twenty Fifth Amendment can only be used by the vice president. Is that it? It's, it has to be a majority of the cabinet. There's like a vote and there's like a time delay. And to be honest, it's weird because the number of days you have to give the president to respond to the 25th Amendment being used and see what happens is longer than Trump has left in office. So it would never well, work Well, this anyway. is it. Yeah. Is it, is it just another symbolic thing? Of the Demo- are, they just, or are they trying to keep the Republicans just busy for the next few days? Is that it? I, th- I think it's symbolic to see if they could get Pence to crack and be like, all right, he's nuts, even though right, it won't yeah. work. Which, of course, he won't because, I mean, if he was going to crack, he probably would have done it by now. And then I guess they're trying to impeach again. And it's sort of, what, can they get 60 senators? So they need like 10 Republicans, maybe more, because actually more, because I don't think the two new ones have taken their seats yet, have they? Or Yeah, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. No, no, it won't. But surely this is the time for Pence to go, you know what? You're right. This guy is nuts because... You know he's got a he's got he's got his eye on the future, right? Yeah, he definitely wants to be the first um, android president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, he had he had a lot of hope for Al Gore, um, <laughs> as far as that representation went. Yeah, Al Gore was the last android to run. <laughs> um, John Kerry was pretty close to being an android, but. Uh, I think he's just um that's that that he just seemed like an android because he was so kind of like highly educated and rich. John Kerry. Yeah. Mm. His wife is the Heinz heiress. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, do you reckon they that have a lot rich. of beans at home? Do you reckon they eat a lot of beans? Yeah. Or are they like, ugh, I can't I can't look at another bean for the rest of my life. Is she like that, do you reckon? I think it's probably like being the head of a tobacco company who doesn't smoke and you'd never smoke. Right, or like being head of Facebook and not letting your kids on social media. With beans, <laughs> yeah, you're like, exactly. I know what beans can do to people. I've seen yeah, you how the beans this. are made. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much gas these things give you? My kids are not touching them. I'm not having those farts in my house. <laughs> And then there's like a heartwarming, you know, challenge about the regulation of beans. So the so the farts are okay for normal people, but not for your own kids. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you're sweating on the stand. Uh, yeah, just frantically dabbing their forehead at a Senate committee. And and he's like, Your Honor, I'd like to call my final witness, Little Jimmy. And Little Jimmy comes in, and I'm from, and just a boy who just can't stop farting. <laughs> Oh, 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 everyone's like, oh, no. As he, 
as he comes up that like the the aisle in the in the sort of courtroom or senate or whatever, he's on crutches, and with each like clack of the crutch, he's... <laughs> he, he, he's farting so powerfully that his legs just give way, so he needs the crutches. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. The judge is like, <laughs> I almost vomits. The bailiff is like, oh god. Oh boy, bailiff, um, please uh, handcuff the boy's anus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, gosh. Goodness I'm going to hold your anus in contempt of court if you don't stop farting, young man. Don't you say that's the problem. <laughs> that's why we're here, damn it. You want the toots? You can't handle the toots. <laughs> uh. Oh, what's that? Um... Now I'm trying to think of something like Shitters and Kane. Yeah, it's not really a courtroom drama though. No. What was I thinking of? Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Gassy Men goes to Washington, maybe. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Twelve. Make up your own titles, listeners. Twelve Gassy Men is the best I can do. Huh? Twelve. Twelve Gassy Men is the best I've got. I'm trying to. I'm going to look up courtroom dramas now. Hang on. Have you seen Twelve Angry Men? By the way, I have seen Twelve Angry Men, but a very, very long time ago. It was. Uh, it was great. one of those films that always seemed to be on a, a digital high number TV channel. It's really great. I mean, you couldn't imagine a film that fails the Bechdel test more. But <laughs> it's in the it title. Is br- <laughs> it really is. The title fails the Bechdel test, but it's. <laughs> It's still very good. Um, a few pooed men. A few pooed men. A few good men. Oh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh wow, there's lots of. I love. I love that Google thing where you look up like um, popular thrillers, and the first seven are like straight to DVD Canadian TV movies. R- really. Yeah, like the, the 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 if you search for like genre types or something, yeah. The the first results you get when you click like on the no when you click on a website, but when you click on like overview or like search criteria, it's just like dog shit or stuff you've never heard of in your life. It's definitely not done by like fame. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never heard of town without pity. <laughs> what's yeah. the what's the synopsis of town without pity? Uh, it's a good question. Let's have a little look. Is it some sort of harrowing? Yep, it's harrowing, and it's from 1961. Oh wow! Okay, a classic bit of harrowing. It's about a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a German released movie with Kirk Douglas, and it's about whoa, some kind of some American soldiers in occupied Germany who commit a, a sexual assault on a girl. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like it wasn't like a com- straight to DVD. No, it has Kirk Douglas in, but th- my point is like, 
What did I search for? I searched for something the other day for some kind of reference point, and it was just full of like Disney, di like like straight to DVD Disney, like sub Disney garbage. It's uh, broken is the point. I was looking for famous films, and it was giving me garbage. <laughs> oh, quick film recommendation. Last night I watched uh, Watchda on Netflix. Uh, you watched what? Watchda. W A D J J D A. Watchda. It's a Saudi film about um, a Saudi girl who really wants to get a bicycle, and it's brilliant. How do you spell it? W A D J D A. Wajda. Wajda. That's her name. She Wajda. wants a bicycle. She wants a bicycle, but society won't let her have it. God damn it! It's really good, and the main girl in it is really funny. Really, really good. Um, okay, really interesting. Uh, and it's very yeah. The Middle Eastern films are always like those sort of the award-winning Middle Eastern films are always about a kid who has to get something that we in the West take for granted. <laughs> a boy has a kite, and that's the whole movie. Five stars. <laughs> uh, I, um, I always like it. Uh, I just read one of the synopses or reviews of that film, Wajda, is, uh, contained the phrase, a rebellious young Saudi girl. And I thought, that's a low bar. <laughs> it's really good. Though. It's by um, a female Saudi director. Um isn't it depressing and, how easy it is to be a rebellious Saudi girl? Or it's just like wanting a, a human right? Wanting a bicycle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's loads of stuff about them having to cover up and just like they're, you know, she's in a girls' school, obviously, and they're just playing out in the yard. And But then there are builders working on a male builders working on a roof across the yard and they all have to go inside because they're, you know, they, they can't be seen by these men. Yeah. Um, and just stuff like that. And watching the film, I was like, what? I realized because I, you know, I'm, Middle Eastern films have always been on the periphery of my awareness, and they're always about kids. Usually, they're always centered around kids, and if, and and centered around like girls, young girls, and yeah. growing up. In and I was thinking, why is it always young people, kids? And then I realized, it's you know, it's probably because they don't have to cover up yet. There is yeah, the only way true. you can have a female face on, you know, if you're filming the Middle East on a film, is if they're, you know, below the age where they have to cover up. Yeah, they have to be, yeah, below below the age where they consider to be, be starting even to become a woman, right? If it's if it's like Saudi Arabia levels of extreme uh, strictness. Mm -hmm. Also, um, they're probably younger countries on average, aren't they? That's true. What did I hear today? Oh. What do you know? What the the average the mean is it mean? I think it's the mean the mean age in Afghanistan is the average age of a person in, Af in Afghanistan. I know that like the average age of of someone in Burkina Faso or something is like twenty three. So I'm going to guess twenty three. It's nineteen and a half. Get fucked. Yeah, the average age nineteen of, and a half. Nineteen and a half. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, that is mad. I mean, the plus side is they've had a very little trouble from COVID, comparatively. <laughs> um, I but, like, yeah, I mean, Afghanistan is the graveyard of empires. I'm, uh, co if, if, the, if, if the Soviets and Alexander the Great and us and America can't do it, then the disease probably can't either. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the terrain is too difficult for the di- the disease. Yeah. They, they don't know it. They're, they're, they'll co- only ever be the co- co- the coronavirus will only ever be a tourist in Afghan land. <laughs> the coronavirus tried to invade Afghanistan and it got shot by a man behind a, a rock on a hill. <laughs> Uh, but 19 and a half, isn't that insane? That's nuts. I mean, the average age of the UK, I think, is like 38. Oh, shit, really? Gosh. Yeah. It's high, I, yeah. It's I, high, thought, I thought it'd be higher than that, to be honest. I thought it'd be higher. But think about what it has to be for that to be the average. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We old, man. We old country. We're an old country. I mean, I was listening to the the number of deaths, COVID deaths in, like, Africa. And was it in... Um, Rwanda is like 45 or something and uh, and you know I guess you know, the numbers might not be entirely reliable but they have the hospitals haven't been overwhelmed in the way they have here and so much of it is just to do with how old the population is well and also they're like incredibly rural places mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no density at all yeah that's it too isn't it uh, there was a story in the South African news. I try not to look at the South African news because it is, of course, absolutely harrowing. Um, pretty much always. Dude, that's good. It's not at that some... stage just for news in general for me. I've deleted Twitter again because I just can't. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I, I don't need this. I don't need to <laughs> see every single graph about every single death and every and what might happen next. It's like, oh, the government are thinking about grabbing everyone and punching them in the arm on the first day of the month for the, until 2022 at least and it's like well if that's going to happen it happens and me knowing now will only make me worry about it before it happens <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i have no input here yeah anyway sorry you're saying well no, there's a, a, a guy a guy died from coronavirus in south africa because he got driven between five different hospitals looking for space Ugh. in the back of an ambulance and at one a, a matron in, in one hospital actually chased them away chase them away with like a, with a rolling pin basically well but from the description of the, the from the the wife yeah they were just like fucking get out of here there's nothing here there's no space get them out of here Jeez. um and there's no oxygen even if there are beds and just a total crisis point whereas like i don't trust the south african government to reflect stuff like that in the stats like i bet you he'll be down as like oh only a suspected case or something you know that's right that's right so whenever they're just like we're doing so well with the stats it's like oh yeah i, I bet you are with that kind of a recording ability, I mean... Is South Africa even, sort of in that... Um, in that unfortunate intersection of being self-reliant enough that... Well, uh, of being undeveloped enough that they can be easily overwhelmed by a virus like this, but self-reliant enough that they can control what numbers go out. So, for example somewhere like in West Africa with a lot of charity presence, say, or UN presence, it's much harder to cover up falsified numbers. Um, it can definitely control the numbers it, it, it puts out to a large degree, yeah. Although I would say that it's probably... It's a much younger country and it's probably less likely to be overwhelmed in the sense that because of the HIV-AIDS epidemic, like every mm. tiny village has got, you know, this South inoculation, Africa. blood sample, test center, you know capacity yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way that the uk has never had to ever bother doing yeah which is why early on it was like well uh all two labs in the uk are full with every seven scientists involved you know this is why like 
I'm always and you know East Asia and Southeast Asia have done really well, but when self-flagellating Brits start going off on one, I kind of want to say, well, Southeast Asia has had a respiratory epidemic every five years for the last forty years. Like they're pretty well practiced, and they expect <laughs> it to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 familiar territory. That's it, and don't don't be don't beat yourself up. Beat up the government. Hmm. Um. I had um I had a mince pie yesterday. Are you still eating? When can we still eat <laughs> Christmas food? I eat a mince. I'm I'm eating mince pies now, like a Japanese soldier who will not surrender <laughs> in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> That's how I feel having a mince pie on the twelfth of January. <laughs> carefully, carefully uh, uh, unwrapping the mince pie from the sort of military handkerchief that you've wrapped it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a kind of bunker, taking one bite and drinking a sip of water, and then wrapping it back up again. I, I, my, my goal is to still be eating mince pies after emails have stopped beginning with "Happy New Year," which is interesting. Must be like end of January. I mean, I went to Tesco before the New Year celebration, like before thirty first of December. I went to Tesco, and they were already selling a huge display of mini eggs, Easter style. So I really? think the rules are out the fucking window now. Yeah, no, yeah, no one can remember what day it is anymore. Yeah, I think you can. I think people wouldn't begrudge you a, a fucking Christmas pudding in March. <laughs> uh, it's self care, yeah. Phil. Well, you and I are both birthday boys this month. We're both birthday boys this month. I will be turning 30 in a lockdown. Yeah, 31 for me in a lockdown. I mean, they're gonna, I, I feel lucky that I actually got a normal birthday last year. There'll be some people who have two years in a row will likely have a lock, lockdown. Um, you know, someone with a birthday on, say, March 28th. Yeah is almost certainly going to have two lockdown birthdays in a row. Yeah, that's true. They're screwed, man. Jesus. They are screwed. Um it's going to be weird. I mean, I I feel a I feel a little cheated not because it's not particularly because it's my my 30th and that's traditionally seen as a big one, but uh, uh more because um I haven't really done any like I'm not a big birthday boy. I, I mostly attend birthday parties, and I was thinking that like thirtieth was when you should actually properly. That's right. You should probably get off your ass and organize something for your friends. Yeah. It's yeah, you're like that. Um, you're like that Twilight Zone episode where he collects <laughs> yes. all the books at the end of the world, and then his glasses fall and smash. There was time now. <laughs> time for it a birthday. Fair. This is just Pierre on his own in his flat. It isn't. It isn't fair. It's just me in a huge library of 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 Colin the caterpillar cakes and booze, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just big like inflatable threes and zeros, just floating about. <laughs> it is a fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God. Yeah, we're gonna be. Um, uh, Birthday boys. I mean, I think January. I think I think I think that's why I tend to say February is the most depressing month of the year. Most people say January, but I think the birthday is what lifts it up, even though it's objectively right. a, a pretty shit month. I think so. I've always liked January. I think you're right. There's hope in it. There's my birthday, which is important. February, yes, yeah. It's cold. the The year, the new year, has lost its novelty. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can totally see that. I, at least it is short. That is, it's one saving grace, February. That's true. That's true. I also, I, I, I in, in terms of, you know, in South Africa, January is like midsummer. So it was, you know, great. Summer <laughs> birthday. I thought you were going to say, in South Africa, January is 28 days as well. <laughs> you know, we do our own thing down there. <laughs> uh, the months are short in South Africa. That's right. Life We're is good. already in the 2024. <laughs> it really adds up over the years. Man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lockdown, lockdown birthday boys. 3-0, though. Pretty good going. Uh, what, are you going to save it up, you know, and maybe have a big bash when we're finally let out? I think I'm going to have to do that. I think the idea of trying to hold any kind of celebration whatsoever over Zoom would only deepen the kind of, uh, you know, bunker downfall vibe. Yeah. And you just have to remember, yeah, you just remember that it, it, it doesn't count this year. It doesn't count. None of the usual expectations count. Like someone, you know, a friend was saying, oh, I don't know if my birthday present for you will get to you in time. And I was like, it doesn't fucking matter. The days don't mean anything anymore. Just give, a, <laughs> give me a present at some point. I don't care. Yeah. Give it to me in November and say it was for whatever. Yeah, it's like, like we uh, don't have to, we don't have to we don't have to abide by these rules anymore. Yeah. I, oh, I don't know if my birthday present will get to you in time. Well, I won't be out. <laughs> Are you going to be in? Uh, there might be something coming for you today. Yeah, I think so. I think I'll be in. <laughs> uh, There's a high we- chance. Shall we read? Shall we have a look at a little bit of tat before we go? We'll, we'll do a tat. We'll do a tat. A tat. A tat. We'll do a tat. We'll do a tat attack of a tat. It's one o'clock somewhere. Give me the coffee and no one gets hurt. Bless this mess. I like two things: pals and prosecco. And I'm all out of pals. One prosecco, two prosecco, three prosecco, floor. If the wife asks, I'm working. Keep calm and keep drinking tea. Tat attack. Okay, so this tat has been uh, discovered and sent to us from Krish in New Zealand, I think. Ooh, New World tat. A lot of untapped tat there, of course, for such a young country. That's right, and um, it's from a rural New Zealand pub, he says. Wow. Wow. Even to the small communities, tat is spreading its... His dreadful tentacles. Can you imagine that the, the Kiwis have just been going to the pub and having orgies for like seven months now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't even imagine. I feel like such a fool for not buying an underground bunker in New Zealand like all these billionaires <laughs> have been. So, um, let's see if you can uh, whisper this tat, Phil. <laughs> okay, yeah. It says, uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you, um, so I'll it's in give a pub. you the first sentence, and okay. you can guess the second sentence. Okay. It's in a pub. Is it a plaque? Is it like metal? Uh, it's in a pub. It is a notice board where you sort of assemble it from, like, it's black, and you assemble little white letters on it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this is something the pub themselves have, have um, arranged. It looks like it. I don't know if they okay. um, invented the sentiment. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, it's it's a sentence, and then it's another sentence, and then it's a hashtag. Oh, boy, okay. God, hashtag that. So, what do you reckon? I give you the first sentence. Yeah, give me the first sentence. Okay, the first sentence is, 
Mum said alcohol is the enemy. Mum said alcohol is the enemy. Um, I like to keep my friends close, but my enemies closer. You, it's the right idea. You're close. Um, Mum said That's alcohol. A very short, snappy sentence. The second okay, one. Okay, Mum said alcohol is the enemy. Know thy enemy. Oh, you're getting closer. Oh, come on. Um, Mum said alcohol is the enemy. <laughs> I, do, I can't do. I can't do Kiwi short vowels. Mum said alcohol is the enemy. Mum said enemy. Alcohol's the enemy. The en- enemy. The enem- oh, God. Enema. Mum said alcohol is the enemy. Um, It's something along the lines of know know your enemy. It's 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 biblical. Oh, um, oh, forgive thy enemy. Oh, you're so close. Ah. <laughs> love love thy enemy. Yes, Jesus said, "Love your enemy." Yes, Jesus said, "Love your enemy." Hashtag enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag enemy. By the way. Um, hashtag blessed? Uh, no, it's a, uh, to be fair, it's a very unrelated hashtag. So it says, Mum said alcohol is the enemy. Jesus said love your enemy. Hashtag case closed. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah. As we all know, that uh, the famous whodunit, the Bible. <laughs> uh, God, God did it. <laughs> uh I like uh, I like the idea of this particular cold case haunting a retired detective well into his old age. <laughs> Mum said, "Alcohol is the enemy." It's also such a it's also such a, it, it's such a contrived setup to the joke they wanted to say, which was "love the enemy." That they came up, say, yeah. they made they made up this saying, which is "Mum said, alcohol is the enemy." And when you imagine a mother saying alcohol is the enemy, that's very, that sounds like she, you're either in like a religious cult or like like you're Mormon or something. Or your mother's oh, a, had a, a real drink, drinking problem. And oh, it would be a chilling thing for your mother to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially saying alcohol is the devil. Can you imagine, right? You're, you're, you're you know, you're 11, let's say, and you're sat at the kitchen table, uh, you know, playing on your Game Boy, right? <laughs> and your mum is standing at the sink and she's just doing some washing up and kind of whistling to herself. And then without turning around, she suddenly freezes <laughs> mid-drying a plate and just says, alcohol's the enemy. <laughs> what was that, mum? <laughs> Alcohol is the enemy, boy. You remember and then that. when you came across this Jesus thing years later, you point at the sign and you laugh. <laughs> she did. Oh, they've got her there. <laughs> I'll have to text her. Uh, Mum, you got to get a load of this. You won't, you won't like it, but it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You won't like it, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mum, they've got your number down this pub. <laughs> 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 Mum, you remember how you the enemy. you remember how you would uh, whisper alcohol as the enemy into our ear every night when you tucked us into bed. Oh well, get a load of this. Oh, you won't like this, but I thought you've, it was you, quite you, good. You've got to admit, Mum, they've really snookered you there. <laughs> also, uh, another example of um, 
pub tat, really preaching to the converted there. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine anyone waiting for their drink reading that and going, <laughs> well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> it's also like, if, if you're going to the pub thinking like, well, if you walk past a pub and you don't think, oh, that looks like a nice pub to like have a drink and hang out in. If you walk past a pub and you look in, you think, that looks like a good place to get some alcohol. I could have alcohol in there, couldn't I? You're already at a problem stage, I'd say. That looks like a, a good place to liaise with the enemy they sell that chemical i need good <laughs> i'll go there later and purchase some of that chemical i like well imagine if a supermarket just on the aisles you had little signs going food is nice <laughs> you should get food <laughs> have you ever considered uh, food <laughs> try our new food aisle <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for that uh i think it was krish who sent us that yes thank you for that krish enjoy your orgies krish good luck with the orgies krish uh remember mum said orgies with the enemy keep your enemy keep your friends close at the enemy orgy yeah hashtag case closed hashtag case closed hashtag i rest my case hashtag <laughs> Um, that's all your honor. <laughs> and uh, good luck out there, the rest of you. Uh, good luck to America. You only have, at the time of release of this episode, you only have a week, seven days left to avoid a coup being done by an, an out-of-work actor dressed as a bull. Um, <laughs> so good luck avoiding that. Is he an good actor, luck to everyone the, the, in the, the bull guy? Huh? Was he an out-of-work actor, the crazy bull guy? Among, yeah. among other things, yes. <laughs> that's always a red flag among other yeah. things yeah yeah it's, man, not, oh man. it's not ideal plus all the uh, potentially neo-nazi tattoos but yes yeah how many sleeps is that now until um biden only seven uh, more sleeps till biden six or seven <laughs> biden is a common biden <laughs> a big a big truck just filled with sensible legislation driving through a town snowy town Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And you know what gets me really excited when people say, well, he's really, this is really just the Obama administration again underneath um, underneath the surface. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, bring back the old establishment. I've always loved you, old establishment. I love the establishment. Please bring back the establishment. I hope that Biden has taken note of just how much the president can get away with, it turns out, and just decides to go as mental in a liberal direction. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, executive orders for gun control and... Oh, just like yeah, streams of the stuff. Just like make Mitch McConnell turn purple and die. <laughs> That's all I want. As an observer, at least. <laughs> um, as a completely stakeless observer. Gosh, will it be the? Wait, 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 wait. Oh no, we just about. We've got one more pod before inauguration day, haven't we? That's on the twentieth. Yeah, the pod so, will come out on inauguration day. Interesting. Okay, inauguration pod next week. Fun yes, stuff. that's true. From from camp from capital siege pod to inauguration pod. That's <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, stay safe, uh, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Keep jacking it. Bye.